All right, family, this is Randy Harden and Prayers, and I'm still talking about my exit to freedom, my life story. And uh, we're now on part four, part four. So after finding my father uh, and everything that took place from coming into the knowledge of what the glass utensil was, and what the white stuff really was took me to a place of using being ending up in prison the first time doing a year and a half then the second time doing two flat years then the third time doing three and a half years now my story begins again returning back to prison for the fourth time with my addiction on my back. I realized then that I was fighting something that I couldn't really see. The addiction that I had uh, that I had uh, adopted, I called it my own. And it was going to be tough fighting something that you couldn't see which was a evil spirit and the only way that I could come out of this is to submit well I thought I was ready after the three and a half years I came back to prison and I felt like uh this time when I leave that I'll be ready well nevertheless I did my time I paid my debt to society and uh, I came on home only to return to the same place expecting different results I found myself hanging out with those guys again I was shining like a new a new star or a real bright light. Everybody could see that I had been away because I was bright. And uh, I found myself hanging out there and hanging out there day after day, thinking I'm going to be strong, but never asking myself, why are you out here? What are you doing? How can you survive when you're putting yourself in the lion's den? expecting the lion not to bite you. Who are you? And so with me understanding that it was going to take some time to understand that this addiction is not to be played with. Because playing Russian roulette sooner or later you will find yourself unconscious and fighting for your life if you continue to play with your life so to speak and so my thing is to understand that something has to stop something has to come to a complete halt in my life and I wasn't sure if I was ready to quit because that monkey on my back or that monster on my back was laying dead for me to 
start all over again, even though it, it had been three and a half years. Well, that day came and I couldn't make the decision, but I really did make the decision when I put the pipe, glass pipe back in my hand once more and again. Each time you do it, it gets stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. And so I realized that I was out there more now than ever. Listen, I wanted to be free, but I kept locking myself up. And I came to the realization that once I understood that I'm I'm playing a vital part in this because nothing happens if I don't make my mind up. But once I make my mind up, things can change. Well, I stayed out there in those streets. I started chipping. Then I started breaking. Then I found myself back in that same game once more and again. I had a dirty UA. And so the way that people are looking at it now, because I had a 10-year sentence, he don't want to do right He's never going to straighten up. So this time we're going to make him pay. I didn't realize that I was playing with my life once more and again. I ended back up in prison. This time I was looking to make parole the first year and a half. I didn't make it. Another year and a half passed. I didn't make parole. Another year and a half passed and I didn't make it. I was coming up on four years this time in prison. And I realized that if nothing changes, well then nothing changes. Came up on four and a half years I had been locked up. And uh, I had about 120 days left which is four months before the the three and a half, the four and a half years was going to be completed and I found myself just thinking what am I going to do this time am I going to go back out playing with my life hoping that I can do it right instead of knowing that I can do it right am I going to hang with the same people again expecting different results am I going to change the way I think because if nothing changes nothing changes I had to make a decision I came home after four and a half years and that's where my life truly changed the fifth part to my story, Exit to Freedom, my life story. I'm going to walk you through how I changed everything. Because I had a guy that was an old guy in prison, sat with me and played chess, but taught me how to really play chess and explained to me that every move is a life move, son. So I need you to think before you move. I got accustomed to doing it 
moving every piece, but I was thinking before I moved it. I became really, really well at moving the chess pieces to the point whereas I was proud that I thought about the piece that I was going to move. I put some thought in it before I put my hands on it because once you move the piece, you can't move it back. And guess what? That's what life is about. And the only reason he told me he was taking a liking to me because he said, man, you don't belong here, man. This man has 75 years and he would never touch ground again. And so what he was trying to give me is a lesson to take with me. At least I would have something to think about, even if I didn't know what he was saying when he gave it to me. So throughout the, the, the four months that I had left, which is 120 days, I learned a valuable lesson because he decided to tell me that your hands got you in here where I'm at. I need you to learn to think before you move. It's the same thing in life. Think before you move. Because if nothing changes, nothing changes. And when I got ready to leave, he gave me this. And truly, I didn't understand it. But I took it and I put it in my pocket, so to speak. He said, man, you have a good chance to make it out there in society. And he specifically said, this time. He said, you don't belong down here, man. I got 75 years, man, and I don't take a liking to everybody because that's not what doing time or being in prison is all about. You really mind your own business. He said, man, but I see that you have a purpose. You have a calling on your life, man. And you can make it, but you have to make the right decisions. He says, so I hope that what I've shown you over the last 120 days that you were here with me at my chessboard, that your hands can get you in places that you can't get out of. So think about it, man, when you do leave. Think about it. That whatever you put your hands to, you can make it. But if you put your hands to drugs, you won't make it. You'll be back here with me again. And who's to say that you'll survive again? Don't allow God to keep keep helping you, but you're not helping yourself. Then he decided to tell me this before I walked away from him because they had called my name to leave this particular day. He said, man, all you have to do is change one thing. I say, really? Just one thing? So I got a little closer to him. I said, well, what is that one thing, man? He said, you're asking all the right questions. Let me give you all the right answers. He said, the only thing that you have to change is everything. I've never heard nobody tell me that. So I thought about it. I said, everything? He said, everything. He said, you can't go back to the hood. You can't go back around them guys. You can't socialize with those guys, man at all. You got to change everything, your people, places, and your things in order to make it, man. He said, man, but God has a calling on your life. Therefore, you can help somebody else. But on the outside, I took off walking and I felt good that I had my tool, my tool belt packed with great tools. 
on how to survive out there in the world. And all I had to do is change everything. Everything. This is Randy Harden of Prayers, and I thank you guys for listening to my story, Exit to Freedom, my life. Part five, I'm going to give you everything because it comes to an end. But I took the man's advice, the one that has 75 years and was not never going to touch ground. But he found me because God appointed him to me and me to him. He found something that I love to do, which is play chess because it's a mind game. My chess game went from 30 minutes very quickly to two and three hours of me not even going to eat lunch or dinner because I had always had things to eat. And so it allowed me to miss some of the gang activities that taking place in the eating area where people were trying to kill each other. And so one last example of him trying to help me help myself woke up one morning and he said listen man go to my locker and get the coffee and the two spoons and the two cups and bring the coffee and the stinger with you I said well man I'm finna go to recreation he said listen let me tell you again go to my locker get the two spoons get the coffee get the stinger so we can heat my coffee up along with yours he said cause we finna play chess I said man did you hear what I just said I'm finna go to recreation with my buddy I hear the officer say last call for recreation that means that in about 5 seconds he gonna close the door and you have to wait another hour maybe 2 depends on how they feel so I had to make a decision it was all up in the air I couldn't, I couldn't find myself uh, telling him, listen, uh, I'm going to wreck. Bye. I couldn't find myself saying that. So while, me, while I was hesitating on making a decision, he said, listen. He said, man, go and get those two spoons, those two cups, the coffee and everything, and bring it back, man. Let's heat our coffee up. The officer closed the gate. I said, man. He said, man, come on, come on now, come on. You Bring the coffee and, and everything, man. Let's drink our coffee, man, and play chess. It was about 10 minutes at the most. We hear the alarms going off. There's a fight outside. It's a lot of people out there, so we don't know what's going on, but we know something's going on. Well, the guy that I was going to go out to recreation with had been talking bad about one of the Crips and uh, which is a game. He had been talking bad about one of the Crips and the leader had did the hand sign language. This is what the old man saw, the one that has 75 years. He had saw that the guy that I was with, that his life was going to be in jeopardy. And so he didn't want me in the mix. And so he was trying to give me a uh, clue that he didn't want me to go out. Well, I'm a, hey, listen, my head was hard, but I was listening, but I was still wanting to do what I wanted to do. Well, we were sitting there warming up the coffee since the officer had locked the gate. 
and the alarms were going off real good. So I'm sitting right by the bars with him. We had already set up the chessboard. And I realized that this guy's coming in on a gurney. They got white gauze around this man's head. But they had his eyes and his face, you know, the way you can see it because they were trying to stop the blood from coming from his head. By the time they made it up to where we were at, I was able to see that this guy was my homeboy that was I was going to go to wreck with. So I turned to the old guy and I said, man, did you know that this was going to take place? He said, yeah, I was just trying to save you. And he said, your coffee hot? <laughs> he kind of went back into the coffee spill. And so we ended up playing chess and drinking coffee. But he's given me a strategy for my life. Now, on part five, I'm going to give you guys the the perfect ending on what took place and how God intervened and how God allowed me to find my exit to my freedom. Thank you guys for listening. This is Randy Harden, the prayers. Stay tuned to hear part five and know this to be true, that if you're looking for your exit to freedom, you will find it if you seek you will find. Stay tuned for part five. It's the it's the grand finale. Now, thank you guys for listening. Please like and share this broadcast. God bless you.